Hi, I'm Duewa Frazier, and you're listening to episode 25 of Nerdocity Podcast. We're still celebrating National Poetry Month, and today my guest is Mazare. She is a spoken word poet hailing from Durham, North Carolina. She received her education from the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, where she studied English and creative writing. She delights in facilitating experiences where people grow in self-awareness and move further along toward paths of healing. She leads workshops that help writers identify their unique literary voice and cultivate their technical writing skills. Mazare's spoken word album, Raw Honey, features poetry about her faith, her experience as an African-American, her love for words, and more. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today as we are celebrating National Poetry Month. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's so lovely to talk with you uh, after knowing you for some time as being an inspirational poet and performer uh, and also a recording artist with your uh, new spoken word album, Raw Honey. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you very much. And so uh, as we get started, can you uh, talk to me about how you began uh, as a poet, how you became an artist, a a performing artist, and all the wonderful things that you've been doing uh, in the community? Yes, sure. So I like to say that... um, I feel like the doc pulled me out of the womb and I had a pencil in my hand and was just <laughs> scribbling <laughs> words all on the hospital bed sheets. <laughs> I've been writing since I was very little. Uh, journaling is my self-care tool. And so I've always been just writing um, in a journal, processing life and um, using that to, to heal and just kind of grapple with what's going on in my inner world and also my outer world. And so I've been writing since I was small. And then when I was in, you know, elementary school, middle school, you know, you'll have a a poetry teacher or language arts teacher and they'll take you through a poetry unit. And I started to just dip my toes into the poetry waters, you know, was learning about um, Maya Angelou and Edgar Allan Poe and, you know, even Dr. Seuss when I was really, really small. And then I discovered spoken word poetry when I was in high school. And there was this show called Deaf Jam Poetry um, or Deaf Poetry Jam. And it was hosted by Most Deaf. And I just remember they would have up and coming poets and also um, very accomplished poets. And they would step up to the stage and they would electrify the audience with their words. And I remember saying, I wanted to do that. I wanted to try my hand at that. So I sort of just adapted the spoken word style, made it my own, and then, yeah, started writing and performing spoken word. I had a, um, it was a poetry slam in high school, actually. And I remember writing this poem um, that uses the, the famous quote, why are we killing people who are killing people to show that killing people is wrong. And mm. I kind of wrote a whole piece about that. And, and that was the, the poem that won the slam that day. And 
I remember from that just realizing, you know what, I might have something here. I might have something with this talent. And so, yeah, from there, wow. continue. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And I can imagine, you know, winning that slam was like a real validation. And what do you call it? Like a, some kind of sign um, for you to really keep going. Did you did you feel that? Exactly. Because it wasn't, you know, just one person here or there. But I started to hear it over time. Um, and people saying that my poetry really spoke to them on a deep level. And it wasn't just, you know, fluff encouragement. My poetry tends to be both um, bold and comforting. Uh, so I, I talk about how I confront and comfort and my, my pieces are powerful and soft. And so people were receiving both the stings of truth and also uh, the healing balm that came with that. And so, yeah, just over time, I've started to see that uh, I have a little something that um, moves people and impacts people. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And so, you know, just in thinking about your early, you mentioned writing at a young age, having this um, real uh, feeling and impact from watching Deaf Poetry Jam and things like that. So at at present, um, since you've really been doing this for years, what inspires you most um, to create? Mm, I like that question. Yes. So my mission in life is to heal self and heal others and to glorify God in doing that. And so for me, faith is a huge part of my my work. And I believe that God created me and created others to be creative. And so that moves me, that drives me. It's this sense of, okay, I have these skills, I am creative and I wanna use them to, um, yeah, to kind of make his name known a little more and, and to help bring some healing to other people as well. So that's, that wouldn't, that's what inspires me. And moves me. Wow. That's wonderful. And so, you know, do you have any favorite poets, favorite performers that you have kind of looked at over the years and maybe you've um, studied their work or admired their performance style? Mm, oh, that's good. Yes. So definitely when I was growing up, um, you know, Nikki Giovanni, Sonia Sanchez, Amiri Baraka, those were some of the poets that I was reading and, and that were fortifying me. I would say um, these days, you know what? <laughs> Amanda Gorman. Amanda oh, Gorman. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She is awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So she is our National Youth Poet Laureate. And, you know, she recited a poem at uh, the inauguration, the presidential inauguration. And I had not heard about her before that day. Mm -hmm. But when she got up there and her red and her yellow um, and just just talked about where we've come from and all the pain and darkness that is in our story as a country and also where she sees us going. I was so moved. I was so inspired. Uh, Her poem was called The Hill Hill We Climb, I believe Mm -hmm. it was. Yes. And I will never forget her last couple lines are, there is always light. If only we are brave enough to see it, brave enough to be it. And that's really how I seek to live my life. (laughs) Finding the light in the darkness, being the light in the darkness. And so, yeah, I've been really looking into 
her other work. So she has a poem called Earthrise, which is um, all about caring for and nurturing our earth and mm. so many other works. Um, so I've, yeah, I've really been moved by Amanda Gorman lately. <laughs> That's wonderful. And I would definitely say, you know, the sentiments she expresses in her poetry, that really reminds me of you and how you, you know, express yourself in terms of the community uplift, the healing, and just all those positive attributes of like, should be, you know, representing. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. And so, you know, this, you know, this makes me think about another question. Um, What do you feel is the poet's role or responsibility at this time? Mm, That's good. Yeah, I would say to have an ear to the ground, have an ear to the ground, be mindful of what's happening around you and also what's happening within you. So being attentive, tuning in, and then seeking to uplift and bring greater awareness to the problems that you see or hear about, and then offer solutions um, if possible. So in my poetry, I tend to seek to exhort people and to call them higher and to move them to, to affect change around them. And so I see poets and artists as ones who capture what's going on around them and what's going on within them because you know it's not enough just to say here's what I see but also what do you feel about what you see um Mm. what's your soul's cry at this time what is your your heart's longing and, and yearning at this time so to capture that and then um to seek to offer creative solutions you know artists have a unique perspective on the world um we'll see things differently than a politician will or a doctor will or even a teacher will. Um, And so, yeah, to offer creative solutions to the problems we see. I love that. And I like that you said creative solutions, not just solutions, but less, you know, think outside the box. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so you just mentioned, um, I thought I heard you mention teachers or teaching. Um, You've also been a teaching artist. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? And Um, what your journey has been in being an educator uh, or rather an artist who's also an educator? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, oh my goodness, I love facilitating other people's growth and helping them reach new levels of just well-being. And so whenever I'm, you know, teaching a class or leading a workshop, I really help people to tap into just themselves, their stories, Um, and yeah, just grow as individuals. And so I would say most recently what I've been doing um, is leading workshops that help people use creativity to heal from trauma. So it's a process and to heal from trauma. And so I've been uh, a teaching artist and a workshop leader for a couple conferences. There's actually uh, the Poetic Justice Conference, uh, one of the recent ones I was leading for. And this brought together other educators, artists, um, yeah, just leaders in the community, people who really believe that the arts have transformative power. And they, yeah, allowed us to kind of bond together as a community and just seek to grow together. And so 
I led this workshop about using creativity to heal from trauma. And I want to talk about it too, actually. I want to go a little deeper and give an example of kind of what oh, we did. Oh, please do. Okay. Totally. <laughs> yes. Thank, thank you. This is, this is great. Mm. Yes, of course. So creative expression has been just so essential for me this past year because the pandemic, uh, the global shutdown we've had, just the widespread uh, sickness and death and the sense of just loss, this loss of virtually everything. It's just been a lot, you know, and on top of COVID, you know, we've had police brutality, snatching away black lives. We've had um, anti-Asian hate and, and assault on the Capitol. I mean, we could go on. There's been a ton. There's been a ton. Right. And so <laughs> I really wanted to give people um, just a model, a template for how do I grapple with these things? How do I process it? How do I move forward? And so in my workshop, I encourage everyone to just choose one experience and to write what happened in one sentence. So someone could say, my loved one contracted COVID and passed away. Um, and then from that, they'd identify one feeling or result that was associated with the event. And so there's actually something called a feelings wheel. And it, it takes you beyond you know, sad, mad, glad, and it allows you to go even broader than that. And so one feeling could be, um, I felt miserable. Um, and then a result of them passing due to COVID could be, I didn't get to have a ceremony to formally say goodbye, which, you know, has been the story for so many people this past year. Um, <clears throat> and then after that, you choose a symbol or a metaphor to, to really capture the experience. So I think a lot about photos and how that's our way to commemorate people and remember our loved ones. And so I could say I felt like my experience was a photo being yanked out of a picture frame. Mm. And that kind of captures me losing someone. And then, you know, the final step is to express this, these feelings and these results and symbols creatively. So people can use words, like poetry, you know, that's my thing. <laughs> um, or visuals that could draw or paint or sculpt or sounds. So I encourage the people in my workshops to use whatever sounds are, are around them. We've been virtual a lot lately, so people will get pots and pans sometimes or wow. pencils. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, our movements, they could dance or use postures. And so, yeah, this is something that people have been doing to just grapple with traumatic events that have happened. It's a, a stop, check in and, and express and create moment that's really cathartic. Wow, that sounds amazing. It's It sounds like this is a workshop we all need right now, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so for, for these workshops, um, Mazare, are these primarily geared toward writers or, um, you know, who can take your workshops? Great question. Anybody and everybody. I like to say too, um, I use the language of creatives Usually, um, instead of artists, because I feel like that term artist, people can get a little skittish around. They're like, oh, I'm not an artist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, even though it can totally apply. But I use creatives because, again, I just feel like we are all creative in some sense, whether we are creating a meal, we're creating an outfit ensemble, you know, um, creating a new idea about how to handle a problem. We're, I feel like we're all creative. I feel like we're all created to be creative. So this is for anyone and everyone on the planet and all ages, all professions. I, I seek to tailor 
my workshops and the things that I do to reach a, a broad audience. And so, yeah, anyone is welcome. <laughs> well, that's really great to hear. And we'll circle back more on that at the end, because I definitely want, want you to give your info at the end on how people can, um, you know, connect with you on, on your on your work and your services. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not sure if you wanted to talk a little bit more about the Poetic Justice Conference um, in terms of your involvement and, and when that took place. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I can say it was uh, back in on January 16th. And the Poetic Justice Conference is um, sponsored by this organization called The Listening. And they just seek to empower, engage, and transform people using the arts um, and the performing arts in particular. And so there were a lot of different performances and breakout sessions. um, And what was really neat about it is that we were all on our screens and we got to have you know, our videos off and just really focus on tuning in and listening to the speakers who were there. And yeah, so I had one breakout session um, and there were others that were just kind of tapping into what's been going on in our our society for us as artists, for us as creatives and kind of how to grapple with these issues. And so it was very, very impactful, very impactful. Um, Welcome to the listening.org is the website. And so People can check it out there. Um, they focus a lot too on, on the youth. Um, so nurturing the youth, providing them with creative tools and, and resourcing them. And so it was good. It was good stuff, good stuff. Oh, that's awesome. And so you, you talked a lot about your, you gave us uh, some really great gems on your facilitating uh, workshops um, and helping others process traumas, uh, whether related to the pandemic or other uh, issues in life. And so now I'm curious about um, how has the pandemic impacted your creativity, if at all, uh, your uh, sense of healing, self-care and self-awareness in this last uh, year or more? Mm -hmm. Yes. So... I feel that my poetry has stayed steady. It stayed steady and, and blossomed in some different sorts of ways. So I, <laughs> I was a little concerned when the pandemic started because, you know, people were losing jobs and I felt like at any moment my money could become funny. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to figure out, okay, how can I conserve and preserve my resources and, <laughs> right. and, and that is real child for right. all of us <laughs> exactly uh, and so I'm such a gift giver when mm-hmm. it comes to just loving on my family and friends and so there were a lot of birthdays last year you know this is our first <laughs> our first time having birthdays in a pandemic in a pandemic a yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I literally said to my family, you know what? I love y'all. And uh, this year, <laughs> it's going to be some handmade gifts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, I said, I'm going to write everyone an acrostic poem. An Ooh. acrostic poem. And it actually ended up being a really cool exercise. So I took uh, every person's name and the first letter, you know, or all the letters in their names, I would write a line that captured who they are, captured what I've seen as far as their growth goes, um, captures what they mean to me and 
and really just, yeah, captures uh, a beautiful gift of celebration of their life. And so I wrote about 15 acrostic poems last year. And like one of them was for uh, one of my brothers who loves movies. And so each letter in his name, I used a movie title and, you know, just kind of talked about his personality and character. And so <laughs> in some ways, the pandemic has really led me to um, take stock and inventory of what resources that I have and, and really stretch them and use them to love the people around me. Uh, so <laughs> I've been really exploring acrostic poems lately <laughs> and... I also, I said, you know what, 2020 was, it was at that time a very intense year. And I wanted to create something that just allows me to seize the year for something good and beautiful and really reflect who I am. And so my dream for 2020 was to create my Raw Honey Artist website. And I've been putting this off for years, <laughs> but you know, I was here in my apartment. I had months and months and I said, you know what? I want to finally create this website that captures who I am, my best spoken word videos, and really just what all that I can offer the world. And so, I mean, if you had told me it was going to take uh, like 99 hours to do it. <laughs> Wait, are I, you serious? It was literally oh, like 99 hours? Literally <laughs> 99 hours. <laughs> I, yes. And I, I took count of every hour because I was just like, listen, this is taking too long. Mm. But I mean, this time at home has been an opportunity to really... Um, conquer some longer projects like a website uh, right so, I mean because all we got is time I mean, right <laughs> at this point <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, exactly yeah that's yeah. great so so how so now how how has it gone it's been great you know what within the first uh few weeks or so I got about a thousand hits a thousand Whoa. people yeah visiting and you know, I actually, one cool thing that I did was I used my birth date as a launch date. Mm. And so I did, you know, some promo leading up to it. And then I launched on my birthday. And so I was kind of creative about how I, how I marketed it. But it's been so good. I've gotten so much positive feedback about it. People have said it's mesmerizing and uh, majestic and, and really captures who I am. And wow. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a good challenge for me too because I am not technologically savvy mm -hmm. <laughs> I am more of a pen and paper listen I keep a pen and paper uh calendar you know <laughs> and, and again I journal a notepad notepad and, and uh -huh. pencil and pen and all that and so this was big for me to say I'm gonna do this myself like I'm I'm gonna yeah try a little template, little Squarespace template and, and mm -hmm. create this website. And, and I did. And I felt so good when it was done. So good. Wow. <laughs> that is awesome. I love to hear people kind of take the initiative, not just the initiative, but to learn something new mm. and it be something that's related to your passion. Yes. Because yes. it sounds like what was fueling you, whether or not you had a graphic design background didn't matter because what was fueling you was your passion. Yes, exactly, exactly. Mm. And that's definitely what drove me 
to completion because any project like that that takes 99 hours you can easily stop <laughs> you know at that any is point. so true and yeah. suddenly get distracted with other things uh-huh uh-huh but it was life-giving for me so I, I kept at it I kept at it <laughs> and so you know um since you mentioned uh, your, your Raw Honey website, can you talk about your spoken word album, how that came about, and what that has done for you to create and birth that? Mm, yes, yes, yes. So Raw Honey, so I like to say my poetry is a teaspoon of brutal truth, fresh from the comb, bold and thick with sweet. And so... I really wanted to write poetry and compile an album because spoken word is best experienced, I say, on a stage. You know, it's best experienced live. You can hear it. You can see it. And so this was sort of an, uh, an intermediate stage between writing a book <laughs> and having a, a movie, you know. It's like, let me have a spoken word album so people can hear me and hear... Um, just my emotion behind my words, my inflection, tone, volume, all of that as a spoken word poet, I'm very intentional about the sounds that I want people to hear when, when I'm expressing myself. So I wanted to create this, this work of art. Also my dad, oh my goodness, he's been a major inspiration for me. He's been encouraging me to publish my work since I was very small. Oh, Even... <laughs> yeah. that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's the one who was like, no, we got to do it. We got to do it. <laughs> uh -huh. So um, so that was another inspiration for me, for sure. And yeah, so I, I have 16 tracks on here and I write to really encourage and exhort other people. There's some poems on here about um, my love for words, which we might hear a little bit more about, but my love for words, um, my relationship with God, so my faith journey. And I mean, one of my, the most loved and most powerful poems on my album is called Where is God in the Natural Disaster? Mm -hmm. And this piece, um, it grapples with experiences like um, a parent's divorce, um, sexual abuse, alcoholism, poverty. And I, I take those traumatic experiences and use metaphors like a tsunami, an earthquake, a tornado. And I had this woman who's saying, you know, God, where were you when this was happening to me? This was happening to me. This was happening to me. And then at the end, there's this voice that comes through and says, here's where I was. I've never left you. I will always be with you. And so this is like, it's, it's definitely raw and bold. It captures that raw part of raw honey, but mm -hmm. it has that comfort in it too, that healing in it. Uh, so mm. yeah, that's one that, that people really um, gravitate toward. But there's, there's that. And then uh, also I, I write a lot about race relations. And um, I mean, I see myself as a peacemaker and seek to be a bridge builder. And so with that raw honey, I definitely, I challenge people. I challenge people with love. And so I have a poem called uh, Dear White People, where I'm saying, you know, this is how we experience you. Um, a lot of white people talking to us or about us mm -hmm. um, and how we experience white supremacy. And this is what the way it should be. Uh, I love just kind of painting this picture of like, this is the vision of how we should be. Here's how we can get there. So, yes, raw honey is a whole a whole force of nature. <laughs> wow. And so... Um, 
I really want to, of course, hear some of your work. But before mm -hmm. we get to that, you made me think about, because you sound like you are always creating mm -hmm. um, in process, whether it's your own writing or whether it's planning your workshops and preparing for events and conferences. So I wondered, mm -hmm. um, do you have a particular writing or creative routine or some kind of schedule that you uh, normally set for yourself? And if so, what does that look like? Ooh, I like that question, Joella. That's great. Yes. So I journal 24-7 again. I Sometimes I will literally wake up in the middle of the night and have to write something down. So, And that's just a natural instinct. I, I feel the need to get whatever's inside of me out on paper. So I'm always <laughs> writing mm -hmm. uh, in my journal. As far as official works, um, creative works, poems that I want to share with the world, Honestly, it's often driven by invitations I get. So people say, hey, we have this event, we have this conference, we have this workshop, can you come speak? And I consider it, I weigh the pros and cons, I pray about it, I see what they're offering, and then I, I try to space them out so they're not all back to back. Um, but a lot of times it's really that. It's, if it's an opportunity that really aligns with, again, my calling, um, my passions, and my um, area of expertise, that's when mm -hmm. I'm more inclined to say yes to it. And yeah, I'm usually driven by those external um, opportunities. And that kind of creates my schedule, if you will. <laughs> wow. And would that be the same, whether it's, you know, during pandemic or not? Or mm. So fortunately, I mean, there's still been so many opportunities, even though we've been in a pandemic. And so yeah, it, it really has been. I mean, at the beginning of it, I think we were all kind of shell-shocked. And so a lot of things were, were put on hold. In fact, there was a conference that I was supposed to speak at last June that was postponed to this, this April. So I was just at a conference a couple of weeks ago. So definitely at the beginning, it was like, ah, okay, we're, we're all on pause pretty much. But then gradually, people just shifted to being virtual or um, allowing fewer people to gather in person for the events. But yeah, still, even now, it's been um, driven externally. And then again, I'll have my own desires to write a poem to celebrate someone I love. And so I'll write a poem, you know, to gift to someone. Um, so, yeah, so unless it's my own project, like a website or something else, or whether I'm journaling myself, it's usually an external um, event or something. Wow, that, that's awesome. <laughs> and so... Um, Mazare, do you have any selections that you'd like to share today? I sure do. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I would love to start with my poem called Words, um, because I think if you all are listening to this podcast, you're probably someone who appreciates words. And so, yeah, I'd love to share that one with you. And here it goes. Awesome. I love words. I can't help it. Letters make syllables that form morphemes to build a sentence. That's magical to me. How if I let one word tumble off my tongue and linger in this room, I can conjure enough memories to fill the deepest canyons of the Andes. That's power, the ability to 
enter into minds with the gentle stroke of a sharpened pencil and lift you from your seat in outrage or transport you to another dimension just by tapping your imagination. I love words like beauty, which can't really be defined, but definitely exists because everybody's seen something beautiful. Words like mellifluous, silky smooth trench coats, whispering soliloquies because they're so bad, they don't need listeners. And I love long words, words longing to be chopped into smaller pieces, like this one. Floxanosa nihilipilification, which sounds like it's from another language, but really it's from ours, and it just wants to be understood. Yes, words have feelings too. They're not just used to convey them. My dream is to become a master wordsmith, an expert magician, pulling words out of black top hats or from behind hidden decks of cards, words people rarely use, like limerence and syzygy. Let me be your walking dictionary. S-Y-Z-Y-G-Y. When planets align, that's syzygy. And let me be your talking thesaurus, your sharpshooter of words with awards for the largest vocabulary stored. But when you sit with me, be warned. If you and I are immersed in conversation and suddenly I stop you mid-sentence and pull out a scrap piece of paper to jot down a word that you just used, you'll know why. Because I love words. That was amazing. I don't know if you hear me snapping, but I'm snapping. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> this pant poem um, really carries a lot of imagery for me as well. I can almost hear that there would be music in the background, that this would be like a great video of you reciting and mm. perfect to use in the classroom or, you know, a workshop. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly. To inspire people to use their own words to accomplish their own dreams. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's <laughs> like, pull out these words and even, hey, let's go ahead and use the dictionary and find out what they mean. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. Because <laughs> words awesome. are power. <laughs> Thank you. So this, this is a piece, piece that's on your Raw Honey album. It sure is. Number two. Oh, wow. Number two. Number two. Great. Okay. And so <laughs> what's next? Yes. So my next one is a poem called Three, Two, One. And yeah, I'm just going to launch into it. I'm going to launch into it. It's an experience. <laughs> so it's three, two, one. Three, two, one. I am the burst of breath they didn't see. Street lights too distant. Moon gleam too slivered. U-Haul in front too tall. My stride no match for flared noses and fidgety palms. The SUV swerved around the waiting one, gunning it 
for the white piano keys on the street that feet glide. Before my eye could shimmer with blue, my body was spinning, reeling, and landing just an inch from the bison on wheels. What is yield to the hurried beast who blinks? Three, two, one. I am the burst of breath they didn't see. Here at the junction, the joining of motors, bikers, and strollers, all yearning to feel that four-letter word, S-A-F-E, that I see you and you see me, while passing, eyes holding each other like mother and newborn child, that in a honey's arms, I won't let a drop of pollen harm you as we ride. That we're each other's keeper, so we'll keep us from colliding. Whether you're headed to get your hair braided or to visit the sacred, whether I'm craving Caribbean cow or casita, or Galita's playing something good para tu familia, let us make sure we can get there. Like the three red stars above the two red bars on the flag, we will guard you. Uniting Washington like the gnats, wizards, and cats, closer than the orange, silver, and blue tracks. Motors, bikers, and strollers, we are the trinity, helping the distracted focus and the reckless wreck less. We will stay three seconds behind because 3,000 pounds is a crush, not a kiss. And all it takes is two seconds of averting our gaze for one burst to become pavement. Bump a citation from five. Your gold life is the drive. Wow. That was deep. Mm, thank you. And, and what number is that on your, your album? You know what? This is a brand new poem, never before performed. Uh -oh. <laughs> new, new, new stuff, new stuff. Yes. Yes, yes. Okay, I got the premiere. Right. <laughs> yeah. So this is actually, I wrote it for, uh, it's, you know, based in Washington, D.C., where I live. Mm -hmm. And it's for the Department of Transportation. They wanted me to write a poem that captures just what safety is and how you thrive as a community and how to really look out for each other as neighbors to make a neighborhood livable. So, you know, I wrote this poem inspired by a time where I actually almost got hit by a vehicle when I was crossing the street. Wow. And yeah, I just wanted to encourage people to really take three seconds, you know, pause, wait, you know, let's um, look out for each other when we're crossing mm -hmm. the street, you know? So yeah, this is three, two, one, brand new piece. <laughs> mm, I love that. Well, thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. And um, do you have another? Sure, I can do. I can do one other one. This okay, time. great. <laughs> yeah. So this one definitely captures the raw honey. So you'll get both of those in it. And uh, mm -hmm. I'll just let you know. I, I wrote it to to capture an experience that I had, um, and I can tell you a little bit more afterwards. But yeah, this is called Bright Red Bag. 
Is it my skin that tempted you? Red leather, genuine. The smoothness of my handles, my buttons unbuttoned, zippers unzipped, my lips slightly parted, pockets deep and wide, big enough for you to slide into. I'm thick, but my sides are pinched just right, tucked underneath another's arm. Did I make you envy? Green with desire. I saw you coming. You in your yellow highlighter jacket, hunched over two wheels, slow and steady, until your eyes locked on me. There I was, hanging in midair, brushing up against her side. A shark on blood, you moved in. Wheel spokes turning. Hand outstretched, I felt you grab my handles and yank. You pulled like you owned me, like I was yours before and simply got misplaced. You squeezed me like you weren't in your right mind, like I was a lover who had cheated you and you wanted her back. In my womb, were journals and gel pens, keychains I got from where I'd traveled, my favorite lip balm, essential oils, a birthday present for the friend I was going to see. Revenge tinged, you pulled so hard that all of me almost fell, but my owner had me tucked tight, had the mindset, <laughs> bulging with life. I was too heavy to move in one fell swoop. So you let go and you carried on as if nothing had happened. Did it happen? I remember you touched me, but there's no trace of your touch. You stole from me, but somehow I still have all my stuff. I flail, don't touch me, thief, thief. But it's too late. They'll say, you shouldn't have been out at night. You shouldn't have been a shoulder bag. You should have been a cross body bag. Didn't someone raise you right? They'll say, you should have never trusted you were safe. Don't you know? Red attracts bulls. Don't you know? Red doesn't mean stop. It means take. But what they'll never say is, no fool should ever put his filthy green hands on you. Mm. Wow. Mm. You know, that sounded like a monologue from a play mm. or a one woman or, no, or a one woman show. Like I can see you on stage, just giving it to him with this one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank and what you. was the title of that again? 
Yes, this was bright red bag. <clears throat> Excuse me, this was a bright red bag. And I, um, I wrote it to capture just this experience I had with a guy trying to take my purse um, when I was on 8th Street in DC. And so this was a poem for me to just heal, um, to process what happened, to heal. This is actually what inspired um, my workshops <laughs> that I now do. Well, um, <laughs> talk yeah. about using real life and, you know, have it inspire your art. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So this was for me, this was uh, for those who are me too, if you will, and then also to those who overpower. This was, um, yeah, my gift to all of those. Wow, that is so wonderful. And do you think, you know, you mentioned uh, about your father and uh, encouraging you uh, with writing and, and publishing. Is uh, working on a book or, or producing a book in your in your future? Mm, you know what? The future holds so many big, beautiful things. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that could definitely be in my future. I will say that I do prefer the audio slash video combination. And so honestly, mm. I would probably do either another album or maybe a video next. I like to usually take it to the next level. So I would probably do, you know, like a video production uh, mm -hmm. that captures several poems. So that's probably what I would do next. Um, okay, that's yeah. wonderful. And people love that anyway, you know, really connect with your audience um, mm -hmm. because they can see you, not only hear you, but then they can also see you, your physicality and your expressions. And I've seen you perform, so I know how wonderful you are in that, <laughs> in that way. Thank you, Duleva. I appreciate that. <laughs> and so... Um, Mazare, what is next for you? Whether next week, next month, next or next year? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you know what? I am going to continue healing myself and healing others by God's grace. I'm going to keep growing in my own self-awareness and helping others grow in theirs. And that's, you know, now and beyond. Um, honestly, I, after just conquering a conference a couple of weeks ago, I'm resting <laughs> for a little bit, you know, wow. I, I've been doing a lot back to back. And so I, I hear you on that. So wait a minute. So <laughs> I was lucky just to get you today. Is that it? <laughs> okay. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honored though. I'm so honored to be here with you. Uh, but it definitely, this is my last thing. But this is yo, it, right. I hear you about to go into self self-care shut it down mode yep <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, I am <laughs> wow and so um so please tell me um how can we how do you want your people your community your your audience to best support your work now I know you mentioned virtual workshops but tell me all of the ways that we can support you and then tell me how we can follow you mm, thank you Yes. So you can support me if you want to snag my Raw Honey album for, you know, the listeners or loved ones that our listeners have. Um, so you can do that on my website. So Mazare.net, M-A-Z-A-R-E.net. And there you also can see my full story. Um, again, my best poetry videos, even a link to a blog where you can find lyrics for my poetry. And also, you know, what's coming up next. So a lot of times I'll, I'll add it there so you'll see what's, what's in the future. So 
can check that out. Um, grab my Raw Honey CD. And then as far as following me, yeah. So I'm on Instagram. I am at Miss Poetic Mass. And it's um, M-I-S-S-P-O-E-T-I-C-M-A-Z. Miss Poetic Maz. And uh, it's the same on Twitter. And then I'm Mazare on Facebook. And I'll also say you all can support me by loving yourselves, um, loving God if you are so moved, and then loving those who you encounter on a day-to-day basis. Wow. Well, this has been an absolute treat and a joy to talk with you today, Nazare, and to hear about your journey, your current projects, and how you work to support and heal others in addition to supporting and healing yourself. Very Mm -hmm. inspirational. Uh, indeed. Thank you so much, Delayla. It was a treat to be with you and a joy on this beautiful day. Yay! <laughs> and so <laughs> I just want you to know I will continue to uh, support you and follow you. Mm. And of course, I will definitely be in touch on this. And thank you mm. again for being on Nerdosity Podcast with me today. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Blessings. Thank you, and and take care. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye now. And you were just listening to episode 25 of Nerdocity Podcast, featuring my guest, poet and performing artist, Mazare. Visit her website at mazare.net. I also hope that you will visit... Nerdocity Podcast on Instagram and give us a follow at Nerdocity Podcast. Also, tweet me and follow on Twitter at Nerdocity Pod One. If you've been enjoying these episodes, you can support the podcast and future episodes of this podcast by donating at paypal.me slash doawaworld or sending to anchor.fm slash doawafraser slash support. Also visit my author and artist website at doawaworld.com. Thanks so much for listening. Take care.